Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hey, hey, welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Delighted to have you join us on the live stream. <clears throat> Wendy Bell Radio Network app. Totally free. You can join in, watch the live stream video. We show everything behind the scenes. Not like it's sexy or anything, but it's kind of fun. Live chat available for you there. Also, the podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. One million downloads strong. Follow us, share us, and maybe a five-star review if you've got time. Thanks for being part of this. You know, I see this headline here on the Gateway Pundit. Breaking news. DOJ prosecutors seek 120 days in prison for Owen Schroyer for speaking out against Seoul in 2020 election. A speech crime. <laughs> you guys, do you see what's going on here? Soon you're not going to be able to think things anymore without the feds rolling up on your driveway. Who's this Owen Schroyer guy? I guess he's Alex Jones' sidekick. Whatever. Infowars. Host Owen Schroyer had pled guilty in June to a single Class A misdemeanor of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds on January 6th. The highly talented journalist initially charged in August of 2021, eight months after remaining outside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. After nearly two years of fighting charges related to his presence outside the U.S. Capitol. You're not allowed to stand outside places anymore. I mean, how many how many freedoms is going to be the last freedom? Well, what is it? Is it, is it when, they, when they come and they take everything that you own? When, when they come and they, they handcuff you and drag you away and put you somewhere and nobody has contact with you? Jacob Chansley, LaShawn Thompson, who died in that filthy Fulton County jail. A guy with known, known emotional issues. Put in the psychiatric wing. And then just ignored. And, and died. His, his body ultimately found covered in lice and bed bugs. Is, is this... 
Is this Joe Biden's America? Is that justice to you? Does that seem does that seem fair to you? Do you think this man, Owen Schroyer, should be sentenced to 120 days for the crime of speaking out and having questions about a presidential election? Because from where I sit, only tyrants utilize that form of strong arm judicial BS. Where are, the, where are the Republicans out there? Where's the House of Representatives? Where's the Republican leadership? How many more Americans have to be rounded up and harassed and embarrassed and made examples of and lied about? How many more people have to lose everything that they have because the Uniparty is desperate to cover what we all know is the truth. We don't have free and fair elections. And the only overarching question I have is for how long have we not had said free and fair elections? I'm gonna go with a long freaking time. Where, where does that end? Mike Huckabee said something yesterday shocking. He says, you know, if 2024, if Trump's off the ballot, if Trump does not win in 2024, he says that our elections in the future aren't going to be decided by ballots. They would be decided by bullets. That is a chilling commentary. I, I get where the former governor is going. Because then you're, you're an all-out civil war. Then the liberty safe thing matters in a really big way. So you can imagine how intrigued we were when we saw this. Where is the restriction of free speech happening? Where does it happen? Well, it's, it's a system of bullying. It's a system of people not wanting to step forward and say, that's not right. I'm not down with that. Because we all know it takes a lot of courage to say what nobody else perhaps is willing to say. They might think, but they don't have the stones to get up and say it. Few people do. And then when they do, and then the government comes after them and then throws them away, it is supposed to have a chilling effect. That is the reason. That is the rationale. It is a ripple effect of silence. So where is it? Where is it born? Is it in our elementary schools? Our public schools have suck that that fail and have failed for generations, right? Is that where? Is that why the Democrats are so against school choice? Because it is in the, the confines of of public education and wacko unions ran, run by lunatics like Randy Weidengarten. She is. She's off the charts. You want these people making decisions that impact your children? There's a reason they don't want your kids going anywhere else. We need the next generation of clone troopers to put on the battle armor and go to war. So when we saw this, Harvard named worst school for free speech. Harvard. I'm not even remotely surprised by this, are you? I have a kid right now in the throes of college, right? The middle of my five sons. I just got a notice uh, this morning as I fired up my computer, a DocuSign email. Ryan wants to go to Vanderbilt University. It's so hard to get into Vanderbilt University. They accept like 1,500 students. And he's white, he's straight, and he's Catholic. 
I mean, really? I'm like, yo, buddy, you've got, you've done so well. You've worked so hard. You have the activities. You've got all of it. You've got the scores. You've got the performance. You've got the recommendations because inherently what you really have is the heart. You are the real deal. You're not just checking off boxes. Well, I've got to get this on the SAT. Well, I got to do these things. You are those things. You are good. You are extraordinary. You are American exceptionalism because of the way you think. Any college should want that. Of course, we know the reality. And so he says to me, Mom, like, the acceptance rate is like 5%. 5%. Who's getting in? So there's this early action decision, and it's binding. And if you say, you know what, I'm going to go there. If you accept me, I'm going to commit to you. It is my pledge to you. We're going to be hooked. And this popped up in my email inbox today. Do you approve? Do you agree? Ryan says this is what he wants to do with Vanderbilt University. What do you think? This is my son's dream. (laughs) All the while I'm thinking, what kind of BS are you going to be taught? I don't care where he goes. What kind of BS filth are these people going to try to pump into your brain? And have I and Joe, my husband, have we worked diligently enough to provide for our children the force field of reason and rationale and critical thinking and reality. Don't fall for what everybody else is doing. It's okay to be by yourself. It's okay to stand alone. It might be uncomfortable, but it gets easier. Harvard, the worst school for free speech. What does Harvard cost? If Vanderbilt's hard to get into and is ungodly expensive. And it's a beautiful school. We saw it. It's beautiful. Nashville, great, vibrant city, beautiful, right? If Harvard's getting a zero on the free speech side of things, right? What the hell is Vanderbilt? What's any school? The Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression released its annual college free speech rankings just hours ago, which dubbed the state of free speech at the Ivy League schools as, quote, abysmal. I'm not totally surprised, Sean Stevens, the director of polling and analysis of the group, said. We've done these rankings for years now, and Harvard is consistently near the bottom, despite being the most acclaimed academic institution in the country. Harvard received a 0.00 point free speech ranking on a 100-point scale. Isn't that like fat, drunk, and stupid, son? There's no way to go through, right? 0.00. Blutarski. (laughs) Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Right? Harvard is that person. You are not allowed to have free speech. You are not allowed to say anything that doesn't conform to what the group thinks. Can you imagine a place more dangerous to send your son or daughter? And by the way, now when somebody tells me, oh, he went to Harvard, I judge them. I'm like, well, that's clearly somebody I got to double check because (laughs) that's not a moniker of success in my mind. That's called indoctrination and suck, period. 
All right, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, because when we come back, we saw something that a little trending, a little, let's just say, mainstream media, legacy media trending. They all are saying the same thing about one particular topic. And so we started doing some digging. Ah, I love those fact checks. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Oh my gosh, the story gets worse. Despite being the most acclaimed academic institution in the country. You know, I beg to differ with that. Harvard received a 0.00 point free speech ranking on a 100 point scale, a full 11 points behind the next worst school. The group doing the ratings, this is all about free speech. How good are, are you promoting free speech? Can students on campus express themselves without retribution? The group says the dismal score for Harvard was, quote, generous. Considering Harvard's actual score was a negative 10.69. What? Was a negative 10.69 according to its calculations. Harvard's score was dragged down by the fact that nine professors and researchers there faced calls to be punished or fired based on what they had said or written. And seven of the nine were actually professionally disciplined. Holy cow! Is a negative number like spelling your name wrong on the SATs? Right? The score is calculated based on factors including how strong the school's policy in favor of free speech are, and how many professors, students, and campus speakers have been targeted by authorities for their speech. How is this any different than people being raided at home? Right? You cannot go there. You cannot say that. You cannot have these things. You will not own a home. You must take a vaccine. You can't talk back about it. What? Oh, hell no. Hell no. See, if this doesn't invigorate you, if this doesn't get you fired up, if this doesn't make you say, man, I'm awake. I am aware. I am en fuego. Let's go. So we saw it something this morning. I'm going through different sources. Sadly, we have to read a lot of mainstream news, but we got to present all sides to you, right? And we found some headlines and they started to connect dots for us. And I was like, what's going on? And you have to pay attention to the narrative, right? Pay attention to the narrative. We knew well before Colorado yesterday decided to drop its, you know what, we're considering not putting Donald Trump on the ballot because of section three. Article 15 or whatever. We're, we're, we're not going to put them on. the. They told us about this months ago. Well, they're telling us about this now. Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to cook to death. You and your selfish SUV driving. You and that gas stove. You and all of the things that you do. Your monstrous carbon footprint. You are cooking, baking planet Earth. In fact, we might as well just incinerate now. And we're like, wait, what? So let's put up some some overlays. If you're if you're paying attention on the live screen, you're going to on the live stream, you're going to see these headlines. I'll read them to you otherwise. So this is from the Associated Press. This summer broke the world record for the highest temperature officially recorded. Oh, no, that's that sounds really serious. Highest. Oh, that's awful. Oh, what about this one from The Guardian? Smashed summer of 2023, the hottest ever recorded with the red headline next to it. Extreme weather. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, but wait, there's more. CBS, CBS News, what are they saying? 
earth, just earth, <laughs> the whole earth just had its hottest summer on record, the UN says. Oh, thank goodness we could believe then. Warning, climate breakdown has begun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know if you guys are growing your own food, if you've got MREs in the basement. I don't know if you're stockpiling flashlights and batteries, but it sounds dire. And then finally, this one, CNN. The world has just experienced the hottest summer on record by a significant margin. Wow. I'm sweating just thinking about it. I mean, are we going to make it? AOC said we only had 10 years, and that was like four years ago. I mean, should I even let my kids go to school? Because what's the point? We're all going to be dead. You know, fear is a pesky little thing, particularly when it's used as a manipulator. And people who suck have used fear to manipulate since the beginning of time way back, well before any of us were even a figment of anyone's imagination. So why is it the climate thing? What is it about these models? The UN says. Who the hell believes what the UN says? Do you guys believe the UN? Do you believe the World Health Organization? Do you believe Bill Gates? Do you believe the CDC? How about the FDA? You're getting on board with everything that they're telling you because their track record is so great. Well, so we decided to do a little digging. Now, this kind of digging takes time, but we think that we have appropriately fact-checked all these hacks in the legacy media. I want to tell you that it looks dire. And it's all because of you. Because what we found was absolutely the opposite. In fact, it appears we might be in a little cooling trend a little mini ice age wait what well that's not what everybody else is saying exactly wait for it my friends let's debunk the bs together next on the wendy bell radio network welcome back to the wendy bell radio program So part of the challenge that we all have in being awake and aware and plugged in and active, because that is what these desperate times require, they they demand that we get off of autopilot and we start to see what our inattention has allowed to happen. It is the infiltration in this country of people who suck. People who have communist, socialist, Marxist ideas. People who subscribe to this global, liberal order. Where we should judge one another based on things that are completely esoteric and out of our control. Instead of being judged by who we are. And and as I think back to what I was telling you in the last segment about my son... Does Vanderbilt even deserve my kid? Honest to God, do you, they should be reaching out to me saying, you know what? We want him, him, that guy. Why, why, why would that be? I want somebody who's a thinker, who's an outside the boxer, who's a believer, who's a dreamer, but who is a doer. 
who tries new things and isn't afraid to fail because he realizes that every time something doesn't go his way, he's learned something valuable for when that opportunity comes back around the corner. This is a kid who's gotten a lot of sucky blows. But instead of lamenting those, he's used those experiences to be a leader, to give back. to tutor kids, to go to Jamaica and to volunteer for a week in a home for the less fortunate, for kids who are physically and mentally disabled, who in the Jamaican culture are discarded. Right? We've got a whole pendulum issue going on here. And the stuff that's being taught in schools with this idea of bullying people into a groupthink apparatus is so fundamentally dangerous. Can you imagine the burden of being a sellout? Can you, can you imagine what it, what it must feel like to wake up knowing in your heart that something that you are going along with is fundamentally wrong. And knowing that you have a voice and a, an ability in whatever realm you oscillate to make a difference. And that you don't because of the crowd, because of the noise, because of the flack, the fallout, the protests. Instead of rising up and saying, suck it. North is still north. How? And then when you, when you take feeble minds like that, people who don't have the ability or for whatever reason refuse to rise, and you put them in an environment like science, where we know there's this wave of woke narrative garbage that's another money grab. Just like the Ukraine war, just like COVID, just like the vaccines, just like everything that's going on. There's a money operating, there's a money making operation behind the scenes predicated on you being browbeaten into doing something that you fundamentally know is BS. But by raining down on you with this cadre of insecure people who find comfort in being together. And even if being together is being on the wrong side of history, so what? That's who they are. If you were to will down everybody who protests stupid stuff, who wastes our time and clog the streets, who are like white on rice with a poster outside the Supreme Court after the Dobbs thing came down, man, that was lickety split. If you were to drill down on every single one of these individuals, I guarantee you, you would find something very tender, very sensitive, wounding, an insecurity that probably drives them in their activism. Because when you feel alone, when you feel insignificant, when you are weak, there is some semblance of strength when you go with the flow, even if the flow sucks. That's where we are. How about when scientists do that, though? That's dangerous because I don't believe science anymore. How about this headline? And these are the things that we tried that 
CNN and The Guardian in the last segment. We read you all the headlines. The hottest summer in history. The whole planet is cooking. Ah! Well, let's read this. So let's fact check it. Is this the hottest summer on Earth actually? And this is all predicated on this article in Barron's about rising food prices, making the claim just yesterday morning, which then prompted CNN's headline to say the world has just experienced the hottest summer on record by a significant margin. Well, let's see. Researchers for the Smithsonian Institution. I kind of still believe the Smithsonian. You guys believe them? I do. I'm going to go there. We'll give them a shot. Researchers for the Smithsonian Institution surveyed the Earth's temperatures (laughs) over the last 500 million years. Then they charted it, and they showed that the Earth has been much hotter for most of the past 500 million years. That's inconvenient. The study was not undertaken by climate change deniers. In fact, the researchers who undertook it wanted to prove how devastating, in fact, climate change could really be on Earth. The two researchers also thought a temperature curve could counter climate contrarians' claim that global warming is of no concern because the Earth was much hotter millions of years ago. So it's two guys, Wing and Huber, and they wanted to show the reality of ancient temperature extremes and how rapid shifts between them have led to mass extinctions. Abrupt climate changes, Wing says, have, quote, catastrophic side effects that are really hard to adapt to. This is something that the Smithsonian wrote back in 2019. Well, even... Well, before this, the Earth has been much, much hotter. When our planet was young and still being bullied by wayward mini-planets smashing through the solar system, the heat of these, collu- of these collisions rather would have kept the Earth molten with temperatures upward of 3,600 degrees, according to a piece on climate.gov. So they go through this and they zoom in and they say, wait a minute, is it possible that we really are hotter? No, we're, we're not, actually. What is going on with all these media organizations claiming this is the hottest record summer on Earth? A lot of misleading work is being done by the phrase on record. Control the language, ladies and gentlemen. Harvard's doing it, 0.00. The record referred to is kept by the United Nations World Meteorological Organization and European Climate Service Copernicus goes back to only 1940. Well, why would you only go back to 1940 if we got 500 million years, perhaps, of data? The records of fossilized corals, leaf shapes, ancient... Glaciers, hothouse periods, so the global temperatures nowhere near as warm as they've been in the past. It may be hot out there this, this summer. I mean, it's what happens, right? August, September, perhaps maybe even the hottest in decades. But we are nowhere near the hottest temperatures the Earth has ever experienced. Why do they do that to control your behavior? And this is what I found is the dangerous underbelly of this. These same climate alarmists are predicting. Brock, brace yourself because this is gonna this is gonna bother you. They're predicting one billion deaths, one billion with a B deaths from climate change this century. 
How do I become not one of the statistics? Well, I... Stay I, inside? I don't know. I Mask up? I, I think you need solar panels. I think you know that your gas stove is giving people asthma. I have electric. I think you should probably go buy a very expensive, unaffordable, and, uh, you know, ill-equipped EV. That's really the only solution. So the mask isn't going to help me? I don't believe so, no. But you should probably get that anyway, because they're dropping, they're dropping that on our school districts right now. Mask up, everybody. Get your N95s. How about this story? Researchers from Canada and Australia have published a study predi- predicting a remarkable 1 billion deaths from climate change over the next 100 years. That is just dumb. We are all now dumber. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, every now and again, I've got to knock you down a bit. And that just happened. Should I get rid of my garden? Citing a scientific consensus. What does that mean? Right? It means modern. It's the same language play that they do all the scientific consensus. The authors analyzed 180 studies on climate change and mortality, converging on a 1,000 ton rule, which means that forever 1,000 tons of fossil fuel burned, one person dies. <laughs> oh my gosh! What? Okay, let's just let's just. Let's just do this like, you know how Kamala Harris likes those charts, the diagrams? Let's just diagram this in your mind. Citing a scientific consensus. What does that mean? What's the consensus? Is it like a quorum? Is it one over half? Is it what they need in the Senate? Do you need two thirds? What is a consensus? Scientific consensus. Are these all people who've been bought and paid for by by Fauci, right? Are these people who are getting grant money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Who are these scientists? Do they know Greta Thunberg? Do they know? How dare you? You ruined my life. Probably. And what's She's this? like the mascot now for climate change. <laughs> what's this 1,000 ton rule? See, when you lose in the marketplace of ideas because your facts suck, right? And they can be easily shredded. You, you've got to go for either one thing, emotion, and we just cued that with Greta. Oh, my God. Or you've got to throw a bunch of bogus numbers at people, create words, make it sound super scientific, and then beat your chest and be like, do you know what that means? Here's how I'm reading this. And this is serious. It's not to be made fun of. We have a staggering rise in all-cause mortality. It started in 2021. Why? We are on the brink of what could be a birth chasm. As young men and women who were vaccinated by parents who thought they were doing the good good thing, the right thing, find out that perhaps they've irreparably been impacted by following the science. It seems comfortable to bake it in. A billion deaths in a hundred years. How dare you? Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. So much more coming up on the Wendy Bell Radio program, including Tucker Carlson's sit down with the guy who said he had sex with Barack Obama and did cocaine with him next. So not everything can be a conspiracy theory, can it? Not every single time we dig into something 
and we ask questions which we are told not to, every time we speak freely among ourselves, even though, again, Nate Hughes is told you're, you can't do that, there is no free speech, we start to uncover more that just doesn't add up. And because the people in charge who are the ones ruining everything, who are desperate to stay there, because they can't sit down and answer our questions, i.e., I won't debate you, right? We are on this never-ending hamster wheel of smoke screens. We've got to cover some, we've got to create something to take the attention away from what we're really doing. Right? So we can operate with some kind of immunity. Except then COVID happened. And we became captive in our homes. Many people did. 20 odd million people lost their jobs. Children saw their parents freaking out. Parents saw their children in online classrooms getting indoctrinated. And egoists in government were getting off on all of it. And like a snowball rolling downhill, they got bigger and bigger and bigger in themselves. And they extended the emergency declarations and they continued to tramp on your liberties and they encouraged neighbors to snitch on one another. I mean, think about that. That is so crazy. Crazy. I remember reading a story about how people were gathering at a church, but the church had to be locked down because God forbid you want to go get an abortion. That's fine. I mean, you want to go buy, you know, cigarettes or alcohol, maybe go to a strip club. Okay, what ebbs? You do you. But you want to go pray? You want to go be around the faithful? You want to tap into that, that inner energy that fuels you? Well, your church was locked. Your synagogue was locked. You weren't allowed in. No. So people gathered in the, in the parking lot. Then people started writing down the license plate numbers of those people gathering in the parking lot. I mean, it was total insanity. You can't tell us that everything that we ask questions about, like Barack Obama, is a conspiracy. Because if all of us are aware of the same questions and we're all asking them, there's only so many federal agents that could come and rough you up and throw you away. We outnumber them. And last time I checked, 49 consecutive months of 1 million plus gun sales is kind of indicative, like, we're paying attention. Give it a try. So why is Larry Sinclair's story from 1999 important for us to talk about today? Because back in 1999, up until 2007, when Barack Obama would run for president, there was a great operation of silence. The machinations of bullying and threats were in full play. Barack Obama didn't want people to know that he was sleeping with men. 
and smoking crack and doing God knows what else. What else was he doing? I don't know. But there was an apparatus of silence and it involved the media. And so who emerges from that media empire who dares to ask questions? Tucker Carlson. Fired, actually set free. And then what did tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of people do? They pay attention to the people that Tucker Carlson interviews. And one of them, 24 years later, after he said he had sex with Barack Obama twice and smoked crack with him twice or did coke with him twice, that guy happens to be Tucker Carlson's interview subject yesterday? Why would that be? Because Larry Sinclair spoke up when he saw Barack Obama walk across the DNC stage in Boston as the candidate of the Democratic Party, portraying himself as a family man, a clean family man. We're not down with drugs. We're against crime. And Larry Sinclair watched from his home in Mexico. And he looked and he was like, what? That guy is saying he's anti-drug. That guy is saying he's got a family. He's pro-fam. What? Hell no. And so Larry Sinclair wrote a letter to the Democratic Party and said, yo, your candidate ain't who you say your candidate is because I gave him oral sex twice. Where was this story back in 2007? It was squelched by the same system of intimidation, basic bribery, and silencing that exists today, but maybe even in darker ways. We're going to play for you what we believe are the most salient pieces to take away from Larry Sinclair's sit-down with Tucker. And it is on deck, my friends. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program, minutes away. Don't go anywhere.